Roll another number and take a ride. This dark, dark town. All right, I chose the wrong CD to be playing today during Joke Workshop here at MutinyRadio.fm. It said Unicorn on it, and I was like, I believe in magic. We'll see what happens in the fills here. Magic's going to happen tonight here on Joke Workshop. It is the 15th of January to timestamp this show here at MutinyRadio.fm. Listeners out there in the podcastosphere and internet zone. Thanks for listening if you're doing it because we've got comics. They're all going to do new jokes or jokes. And some of the comics are so new that everything they do is new jokes because they're very, very new. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. Yay! If you haven't bought your tickets for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival presented by Spark, the third annual March 1st through 5th, you can do that now! Uh, yay. Buy those tickets. Uh, hey, we've got an exciting joke workshop. Please remember the rules of the joke workshop. There you go, something like this. Hey, you're going to listen and take notes and pay attention to the comics that are going to do jokes for you right now. And then they're going to do four minutes. They'll hear a horn at three. That means you have a minute left. So wrap it up and learn what a minute feels like for those new comedians that are like, what's a minute? Okay, that's a minute. Uh, Then we talk about it for four minutes and then we move on to the next comedian. So thanks for joining us. Please remember, if you're going to feed someone a shit sandwich, make the bread taste good. Nice compliment sandwich there, toasted brioche bun on the top, maybe a little mayonnaise. Put that shit in the middle and then you put it on the other end and that's something holding it all together. I'm holding it together. (laughs) But you're going to take your hands and slap them in a clappy-like motion for your first comedian of the night. Hey, everybody. He's hilarious. He runs a show on Monday nights at Delirium. Warhol Kaufman! Oh, shit. I'm intimidated, but I'll try to press on. Um... There's a lot of weird fucked up shit happening. Everyone's making the joke about how uh, the president getting blackmailed is like the fourth biggest story, but I can't figure out what the third biggest one is. I pay a lot of attention to the news. I get kind of lost in it sometimes. Um, anyway, what's, uh, what's, what's the best price for Coke right now in the Bay? What's going on? Um... I, I don't really want to just do my set. I'd rather try to do some new shit. Um, I have a question for you guys. Do Nazis like World War II movies? I've been wondering about this. Uh, they're into it. Like, does knowing the ending make it less fun? Uh, the people have a right to know these things. Um, I found $60 in my wallet today that I didn't know was in there, which has literally never happened to me in my life. I don't have a punchline. Um, but I paid my phone bill, so that was fantastic. Um, you guys, I feel really, I just feel really, like, happy to be hanging out with you, actually. I think Bernie would have written a better book about why he lost. Uh, a lot of people don't approve of miscegenation, but a lot of black men died to fuck white women, so you know what I mean? Like, give love, give credit. I think it's funny that Garvey and the KKK had the same goals. I'm just going to do setups and no punchlines. Um, oh, any Catholics here? Uh, I don't know about all the jobs, I realize. I was an altar boy, but we didn't do everything. Does anyone know who cleans up the splooge from the priest's uh, section of the confession booth? Like, whose job is Does he have to do his own? Or is that the nuns? What's up with that? 
Uh, at some point, I have to tell the story of how Brandon Stokes is responsible for me getting dumped and ending up homeless. Um, it's a really cute story. I don't know if now's the time. Oh, I have a I have a joke. No one's gonna get. Um. Anybody anybody know if Vicky Woodhall smashed Freddie Douglas? Anyone know that that detail? I feel like they fucked. That's a history joke with no setup. Um, I love it. Oh, my worst jokes. That's not even a joke. That's just a thing. Oh, Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey made the movie Seven and the movie Twenty One, but we all know his sweet spot was fourteen. All right. I don't know if that's mine. That might not even be original. Oh, this is a legit question. Are midgets and Shaq disabled? Does that count as a disability? I don't really know. If snitches get stitches, what do bitches get, I guess? Um, so you ever find a random condom in the middle of the street? And then you're like, did someone just fuck in the middle of the street last night? Because if you're going to be that wild, like, just raw dog it. You know what I mean? Like, you're already taking things into your hands. Um, you know, Stephen Paddock killed a lot of people in Vegas. It's horrible. He murdered all these people at concert. And it's like, why? Why would you do that? And I didn't get it. It's hard to understand. But then I was supposed to see Dave Chappelle at Shoreline, but I missed his set. And I wanted to murder everyone there. That is the first time I've gotten a laugh at that joke. So I'm going to take that as a blowjob. Thank you. Laurel Kaufman, everybody. Hey, you stay up there. The way it works, sweetheart, you stay up there and we give you comments. You don't, he's not into it. You're not into it? Okay. Well, the only thing I had is that Shaq is fat now. I just saw him because I was watching the Warriors game with, against the Cavs. And uh, not only does LeBron James not have any hair officially, uh, Shaq is also like, he looks like a potato with little eyes. I thought that, I thought that maybe he had diabetes and his feet were cut off underneath that desk. He's a very large man now. If you look at Shaq, he's, he's very fat. Your next comedian, I guess he doesn't want comments. Your next comedian, I'm so excited to see her here. Everybody put your hands together for Cindy Solomon. That's very cool. Thank you. Hi. So my name is Cindy Solomon. Uh, this is the seventh or eighth time I'm doing this. Thank you. You guys are all so supportive. I appreciate it. I've always been funny, but it's been in bed, so now I'm taking it public. Um, so if you're on Twitter um, and you tweet, I'm Cindy F. Solomon on Twitter. Um, if you're sex positive, I'm Faye Geller on FetLife. Oh no, wait, is this really being recorded? I, I gotta change the name. Uh, and if you're a perv, I am Chesty BBW Cougar on Craigslist. Okay, so before I go any further, I just want to apologize ahead of time, and I have a disclaimer. So in five years, when I'm incredibly successful and you're begging me to run for public office, uh, you won't take any of my initial early crude stuff out of context. So uh, I also call this an ode to Louis C.K. Uh, so let me just pull it up because I want to read it. Uh, hold on. Okay. Um, it's a disclaimer. Uh, and so I want to apologize to any man that I have engaged in sexual misconduct, including masturbating in front of them. At the time, I said to myself that what I did was okay 
because I never showed a man my boobs without them asking first. But what I've learned later in life, too late, is that when you have power over men, because you happen to have not one pussy, but also two boobs, it, it's a predicament for them. The power I had over these men is that they had dicks. And I wielded that power irresponsibly. So please forgive me as I am re remorseful and I have tried to learn from my behavior. So uh, those are actually Louis C.K.'s words. I just changed them a little bit. And uh, he really didn't apologize. That was not a fucking apology. Uh, but um, fuck him. So um, I don't know what time I have. You'll have to let me know. Okay, cool. So I recently realized I've been on the planet about 20,000 days, and I have a few things to, some wisdom to share with you. But um, I'm dating again. I was a young widow. I raised three kids. Uh, dating has changed a little bit. Um, but I want to talk about dick pics. These are cool. You know, I mean, <laughs> would have saved me a lot of time finding the right man to marry the first time around if I could have seen what, you know, what the tool was that he was working with. Uh, but um, so, so for the guys who are doing, uh, you know, taking pictures, I, here, here's my advice. Angle is important. Women do not want to see it from the angle that you're looking at it, okay? We want to see it from the angle that we're going to look at it. So you really need help taking these pictures. Thank you. Cindy, oh, when, I, okay. when I horn you, it means you have a minute. Oh, okay. All right. You know, I, I, I hear a horn, I get excited. Um, so, oh, so I live in the East Bay. I've been coming over to San Francisco pretty often, and I'm really excited to see the changing skyline. Um, but I've been pissed off uh, recently, and I couldn't figure out why. And I, I just realized that Coit Tower used to be my phallic landmark of choice. You know, it's up there on a, on a little hill. It's nicely displayed. But now there's a Salesforce super mega, you know, skyscraper. And every time I see it, I get pissed off, but I didn't know why. And then I saw it tonight in a really good lighting, and I realized it is not circumcised. And that pisses me off. Cindy Solomon, everyone. Yes, stay up there. We have microphones around the room there in front for people to give uh, comments. Hey, I love that you're super sex positive and that you're like, have this very dick centric uh, set. That's, uh, you know, it's, hey, dick jokes. Everyone laughs at dick jokes. Yeah, I'm just starting off so it's easy. Yeah, and yeah. phallic landmark of choice is a great turn of phrase. It's really, really good. And uh, I mean, yeah, Salesforce. Uh, it also, a good thing to note about that is that I've heard it's leaning. I've heard there oh, might be the something. One? I knew one of them is leaning. I wasn't sure it's, which uh, one. Yeah, the, it's not, the, the Coit Tower isn't leaning like the Tower of Pisa, but supposedly like in the basement, it's already leaning and it could be a big problem. But there could be a, like a joke about dicks turning or yeah. being at a strange angle. Yeah. That uh, could other, actually be a good thing, though. But really great stuff for your only seventh time up. That's really, you're really comfortable on stage. And go ahead, Matthew Quirk, you have things to say. Uh, it's the Millennium Tower that's leaning anyway. Uh, and oh. that is true about that Salesforce Tower. It does look like an uncircumcised penis. I think that will hit really hard with the people. <laughs> true discovery. 
I really love your um, opening bit with the Twitter leaning into uh, FetLife and then the Craigslist really got me. That was hilarious. Yeah, thank you. I don't know how the ending was on that dick pic joke. It was funny that you said you liked him. That's a, that's a good twist. I wonder if you could take it and get weird like, uh, you know, talk about filters or duck face or something like that. Like, you know, uh, yeah, just, just stuff that people do with selfies that's usually annoying, but just talk about dicks. Yeah, I have a lot more to say about Craigslist and dicks, but. Uh, um, I, thought, I thought that was really funny, really interesting premises. Um, if you want to tag, I don't know if you have like a, like a Twitter account, but after you do the I love dick pics, you could tag it with like, catch me on Twitter. Like I love dick pics, catch me on Twitter. So what's a tag? It's a promo? Uh, promo and just like, a, it's like the, the implication that you're looking for dick pics, but you get to plug your social media and it turns into a punchline. I mean, those were actual real things that I, the names. <laughs> So, I do have 4,700 people following me on Twitter, but I am not talking about comedy or dick pics, actually, so. <laughs> what are you talking about? I actually was, it started with professional stuff. So okay, so you aren't even showing a nip and you have 4,700 followers? That's amazing. So I was on Twitter, yeah. Everybody clap wildly for Cindy Solomon. Twitter, send her a dick pic, yay, unsolicited dick pics. Or they're all, actually, I think you actually solicited them with your set. You're, it's not soliciting though, because that's when you get paid for dick pics. Your next comedian, uh, I just, I don't even want to, I don't, he has a dick. Uh, put your hands together for Cole Chapman, yay! It's a great intro, thank you. Everyone's talking about it. He's got a dick. Bring it up here. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, so let's talk about dick pics before you go. There you are. Uh, you're not listening. Hello. Uh, yeah, so you're just talking about dick pics. Uh, it was funny. I was over at my girlfriend's place this last weekend, uh, and a roommate got an unsolicited dick pic, and she was really freaking out about it. She was like, who the fuck keeps telling guys this is okay? Uh, and I found you. There you are. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what a crazy coincidence. She's going to be so happy. I'm like, yo, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> It was a woman this whole time. We were like, what the fuck? <laughs> Twist M. Night Shyamalan ending on that shit. <laughs> the worst sexual abuser was woman all along. Like, nah! <laughs> Scary. Uh, <laughs> that's some cool advice, though. That's cool. Talk, like, I like dick pics. It wasn't really advice. kind of just a statement of fact. <laughs> uh, unless you want like a, a selfie, in, like dick included, which is a, like, what is that? I don't know. You're going to just have a confused guy in the background of a giant dick, <laughs> which is a, still a very funny image. So I support your advice a hundred percent. Now that I've talked it out, I'm like, you know what? She's on to something. I'm like, babe, <laughs> call her up later. <laughs> you were wrong about dick pics. We're just doing it wrong. Uh, so you're correct. Uh, I wish my parents gave me good advice like that. You know, like I, uh, I recently talked to my dad trying to get advice. So this is before I uh, uh, met and started dating my girlfriend. Uh, I was asking him, uh, you know, how to get a woman because that's what sons, I guess, do to their dad. I'm not close with my dad, so I'm trying to, like, figure it out. You know, I'm, like, asking him stuff he might have advice on. Um, like, how do you throw a football? He's like, fucking get a job. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I thought this would work. Um, no, but I asked him, I asked him, uh, how do you get a woman? Uh, and he goes, he goes, well, Cole, here's a little piece of advice for you. 
Uh, and the problem with my dad is he'll give me advice, but he always takes it way too far to what's not helpful anymore. So he goes, here's some advice for you. It's not about what women know about you, okay? It's about what women think. And I was like, wow. And he was like, and most women think you're gay. And I was like, you could have... The first bit was <laughs> fine. And then you kind of, you, you ruined it, Dad. You ruined it. I just thought you'd want to know. <laughs> like, yeah, I guess. Um, yeah, man, I do actually have a girlfriend now, which is very nice. Uh, the problem is, so like we decided on the fourth date to, you know, go into, or it was, wasn't on the fourth date. It was, it was much later. But you've, I've heard you decide on the fourth date whether or not you like somebody. Is this something that, uh, like you're going to see them to the point where maybe they'll be your boyfriend, girlfriend's this? Woman in the audience, fourth date, is that the magical number? Do you know in two, three? I'm just looking. Well, you know in one. Very good for you. The fourth date I hear is when people usually decide uh, if they want to see this person longer than that. Uh, uh, and on our fourth date, my girlfriend decided to get into a bus accident. Well, yeah, that's not, that's, yeah. <laughs> I wish I was joking. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> but she's fine. She's totally fine. Don't worry about it. So let's laugh about it, right? Hey, hey. Okay. Uh, <laughs> No, the thing about it is, uh, she was in this horrific bus accident. She's going to be okay. Uh, the problem is, now I can't complain about anything uh, to her. Because, like, I was already on thin ice before as, you know, like a white straight dude. Like, middle, upper class. Just, like, skating around, no real problems in life. Anytime I'd be like, oh, pff, my team lost. She'd be like, oh, really? Go fuck yourself. Like, it's not a big problem. But now after <laughs> she's, like, recovering from a bus accident, I can't complain about shit. Like, it's not even close. Like, I was sitting there, I was nervous to do a set the other day, and she's like, oh, you're nervous to talk five minutes about your penis to some strangers? Cool. You know what I was nervous about? Flying 60 miles an hour out of a bus window. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. It was like, <laughs> yeah, I guess I, I guess it was. My problems are bullshit. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm so sorry that you have to go out to an open mic. Uh, you know, it really sucked. Getting a traffic nail three feet into your fucking leg. They might have to amputate it. Ah, but they didn't, so you just have to recover for three months. It's all right. It's all right. I'm not scared about it, though, you bitch. <laughs> I was like, okay. All right, baby. <laughs> Thanks. Love you, too. <laughs> Won't complain about anything. Uh, anyways, that's all I got. Uh, thanks, guys. You were so funny that I even forgot to look at the timer. So I, I honked you late because I just, I wasn't, no, it was, it was good. I was like, what the fuck? I was legitimately so entertained that I didn't even look at the timer. So that's I'll something. Stop. And the first minute is like crowd work that you just sort of made up on the spot. So that's, you know, impressive or whatever. Other comments? Dude, that joke, how do you throw a football, get a job? That is a perfect joke. Oh, sweet. Oh, my God. A perfect joke. We did it, y'all. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Uh, it, I'm not sure what the fourth j uh, uh, date is doing for you right now. Nothing. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we figured uh, that out. It, you know, do either do something with it or, you know, get rid of it. Oh, thanks, dude. <laughs> so, we're so helpful here on the Joke Workshop. I'm like, you're great. Oh, and he's sure. like, fuck you. It's like, yeah, what do you know? What do you... <laughs> I feel like that was a better joke. Um, I was gonna say oh i i think we all like kind of relate to this stand-up thing like the stand-up example about your girlfriend being like oh that's so hard try this um mm. i think it'd be even funnier if it was like a more relatable thing like obviously we get that but 
I think other people still look at stand up as being like really difficult. Not that oh, it's sure. as hard as flying through a window. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. like stupid little like oh my shoelace broke or like, I don't know or oh whatever. okay just make the, make my shit yeah. weird or that or maybe like maybe start toe. with like there's like three examples and one's like stupid like she stubbed her toe and then stand up and then something like really horrendous and then she still comes back with oh, the okay. bus story or whatever sure yeah, I don't know yeah I like as oh, a man. fellow white guy I liked how you sort of oh, yes. started to pull out the Sort of, I don't have any problem. Like, what are my problems? My team lost, that kind of thing. Yeah. And yeah, then I yeah. felt like I didn't know if your girlfriend was white or like that. You started talking about privilege, and that's like a very deep vein. And then I felt uh-huh. like she flew out a bus window, and that could happen to anybody. Uh-huh. So I just wondered if you wanted, like, I mean, she's a woman. That's shitty enough. I know. Uh, that's <laughs> but that's not why she flew out the bus window. The, also, the, hey, I, the I bus window thing, also not good. But I mean, <laughs> but that could happen to you, you know what I mean? So, like, the for sure. Um, also, but uh, you're lucky, bitch. I, don't know if else ever <laughs> I couldn't get this out of my head. Uh, I feel like you could, you could joke about looking like a nerdy Aaron Rodgers. Oh, uh, yeah, I do. I do. You should see me on Tuesdays, Grand Green Saloon. Come on by, 9 to 11. I'll see you there. Anybody else? Anybody else? Clap see your hands wildly for Cole Chapman! Oh. Yay! 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 Your next comedian. What a funny young man. He is working his shit out here every week like a champion, grinding so hard. Clap your hands in a grinding-like motion for Hunter Uniac. All right, guys, let's do this. How are y'all doing? Good? Cool. Don't care. I don't know. Um, I've become a vegetarian recently, and I fucking hate it. You know, and like people are going up. Like when I first told my friends, like Hunter, how are you going to be a fucking vegetarian? How are you going to do that? And I'd always say the same thing, bitch. Ranch dressing, hot sauce, and butter are all fucking vegetarian. I'll be fine. You know, I've I've never been so fucking wrong. I really haven't. I don't know. Like people have been saying, oh, I've been I've been looking better apparently because I've been vegetarian. No, it's not because I'm vegetarian. It's fucking cold outside. I've just been dressing up in layers more. You know, like I feel like women. The reason why they're more like attracted to men of crime is because bank robbers are more likely to cover up their face with a ski mask at any given time. You know, I don't know. Um, it's weird though. Yeah, I've been vegetarian. Like I had a fucking relapse. Last week, I was vegetarian for like three weeks, dude. It was bad. I had a relapse. I started off the night by chugging a 40 ounce of uh, chicken broth. By the end of it, I was throwing like a fucking chunk of bacon on a spoon, putting a lighter and trying to cook the fucker. It sucked, guys. All right. Um, what else do I got? What else do I got? Um, yeah, I ran to this guy I haven't met in like, a, I haven't, I've never even met before. He's actually the father of like, I'm fucking up that joke. I'm still going to go with it. It's a new joke. Um, I, I, there was a friend I used to have. I'm going to call his name Matt, all right? And like he was the, his house was always like the, the house we had in high school where I always party at. It was a great fucking house. Like that's where all my childhood memories happen, you know? I got my first blowjob there. Had me had my first kiss there. In that order, uh, separate nights. Um, but it was weird. Like I met, I just ran into his dad and his dad was in a coma for like 10 years, dude. Couldn't even fucking speak. Couldn't even talk. Like, you know, he was like, he'd say repeat words over and over and over. Like, speak, 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 hard, hard, hard. That's which is weird because that's how I sounded all the time when I was his house when I was younger, you know? Yeah, he got hit by a drunk driver, you know? And that sucks. He got hit by a drunk driver who was in a coma for 10 years. I'm just glad it wasn't me. You know what I mean? It could have been. No, I couldn't. I didn't have a license then. Um, what else do I got for you? I've realized I'm a boring person lately. You know, you know, you find out you're a boring person when people on cocaine just walk out of your conversations midway through, you know, not to do more cocaine, just anything else. Like I'm the guy that spent the money on cocaine. I brought the cocaine. You telling me I spent $75 for you to still ignore me. Shit, if that was going to happen, I'd spend the money on weed. At least you have a fucking excuse, you know, but I get it though. 
I get it. I get why nobody talks to me. Because when you have the conversational skills of Helen Keller, and nobody's interested. Or like my friend's drunk dad. Yeah, I don't know. Um, what else do I got for you? You guys here on the news a while ago? There was a... Um, nah, fuck that. There's one punchline. It's really long. Um, yeah, dude, Warhol and I just had a fucking conversation about that. So that was his notes before I even got up here. I don't know. You know, yeah, actually, I think it's all the new stuff I got off you guys. Sorry about that. Now nah, keep on... All right. You could keep going. It doesn't matter. You, you still... I was, I was about to honk you, but... Want, do you do you want to do another minute or do you not care? I have one more punchline okay, I should have added in yeah, there. So yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna, all right. It's back to the vegetarians. You know, people are always like, oh, I thought vegetarians are really healthy. They eat, you know, healthy food all the time. Nah, dude. Like, it's always 50-50 between me. I'm either eating, like, grilled cheese or fries or, like, wheat and barley soup and fucking rice. My diet is either, like, a fifth grader who's having the best time of his life or, like, a peasant in, like, the 18th century. <laughs> all right. Yeah, that was it. Okay. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, that last joke, I don't know, you could be behooved with, I, when I, I just think of, I was thinking of Gruel, and then I think of Oliver, I don't know where I'm going, I, 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 I'm bereft, I got nothing. Uh, comments, comments? Yeah, I mean, that, that could be a fun act out, the 18th century peasant, you could dig into that, I think. Yeah, I've never done an act out, too. I should probably start one, yeah. Well, I don't know. There'd be something to do, you know, something to try, you know? Well, it would be a, please, sir, can I have some more? Because that's 18th century, yeah. and it's like all Well, that's if you're in line, but if you're just in the streets, you're just covered in shit because they throw it out the window when right. they're done. that's true, too. <laughs> they just threw shit out the window. That was a, that was a thing. Uh, other, other comments? Anyone? Was anybody paying attention? Is everybody okay? <laughs> <laughs> I, hi, sorry, my phone. Um, I like your vegetarian jokes. Um, Thank you. I like the likening it to the relapse and the drug addiction. That was funny. Um, I think that uh, you have a deep voice. It's very nice. But you talk really quickly when you're on the mic, at least. Yeah. And um, if you slow down a little bit, it, because like of the tone of your voice, it's hard to catch everything um, right off the bat. Um, I did catch it eventually, though, so I don't know. I don't know if that's helpful. That is helpful. Hey, everybody. Clap your hands right, wildly guys. for Hunter Uniac. <laughs> your next comedian. What a lovely human being he is. You're going to love his jokes. Clap your hands together for Matthew Banks. <laughs> Yo, high energy Mike, it's the ones I like the most. I uh, had a good day. I was uh, sitting around all day. Thank you, Martin Luther, for my holiday. Love that dude. Um, yeah, so I was watching this documentary on bees. Uh, that's where my life has <laughs> come to. Uh, yeah, that's what I was doing today, watching bees. Evidently, like half of the bees population every year is just gone they just disappear and nobody knows why the fuck this is happening it's really sad but i think the most sad part about it is that i could give a shit about the bees um like our agriculture is going down i'm like i don't eat vegetables fuck fuck a vegetable when uh, they start when the cows are being threatened let me know uh maybe i'll do something then uh Anyway, 
Our country has no love right now. Everybody's pissed off at each other. It's starting to drive me crazy because I love people. And everybody's always, ah, just fucking going nuts, dude. I'm like, if you could just look for similarities instead of differences, I think we could come to a common ground on a lot of shit. Like, even the most opposite of people. Like, even, like, gays and rednecks have something in common, and we all know what that is. They fucking love meth. Like... Both of them absolutely love meth. Like, like the gays, they're great, dude. They'll smoke the meth, and then they'll just fuck for days, you know. And the rednecks will smoke meth, and then they will deny the fact that they just had a ton of gay sex. Uh, I think they should have a party together. Uh, anyway. So uh, I was quite the psycho in high school. Uh, I think you call it bipolar. I got diagnosed when I was 17, and uh, I asked the doctor, well, what exactly is that? And he said, well, bipolar is just a medical term for you're not going to have any friends for a while. <laughs> so basically, that was it. Uh, they had to put me on a ton of medication. I was taking 18 pills a day at one time. I was a zombie. Uh, I had the Thorazine shuffle. If you've ever seen somebody just doing this for no fucking reason, like they're on a ship, uh, that's the Thorazine shuffle. <laughs> so uh, I would do that for long periods of time. And so I had no friends, just like the doctor predicted. And uh, so, but I judged people that would even talk to me. You know, the one guy came up, he's like, hey, Matthew, how are you doing? And I'm like, wow, <laughs> this guy is desperate for friends. <laughs> um, you are a fucking loser if you're talking to me, bro. Uh, you need to get a life. Uh, my girlfriend that I don't have told me that I'm a lot like fucking a pancake. Uh, she said, when, when you start bubbling, I have to flip you. I don't even know what that means. But uh, <laughs> it always gets a laugh, so that's why I do it. When I was a kid, my when I was a kid, my uncle used to touch me, right? And uh, the only th way that I would get through it is I would just close my eyes and imagine it was my aunt. Ah, <laughs> oh, you guys been fun. Have a good night. Matthew Baines, yay! I think you're hilarious. I wouldn't know what to, you're. You're a great writer. Everything was great there. The new Thorazine joke is very funny, and I know it's probably pretty real, so. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> you could maybe shuffle a little around a little bit and maybe look like, like maybe a little more act out, but I know that's cheap for you. You wouldn't want to do an act out. <laughs> uh, I just had two, like, really, like. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, I just have two really minor grammatical things, which it's not, they're not like notes really. They're just things that I wasn't sure based on the grammar. So like you said, I used to take 18 pills at one time. And in my mind, I'm like picturing if you're taking them all at once or if it's like, like that's kind of comical or if it's like more organized throughout the day, that's not as funny. So I was just thinking about that. And then the other thing is you said, thank you, Martin Luther. Which I honestly stopped thinking about everything else you said after that. I was just thinking about that for basically half of your set. And I was like, is that the joke? That he's talking about Martin Luther who nailed the letter to the wall? Or did he just drop the Dr. King part? And I thought about it for like four minutes. 
incredibly helpful comments from Warhol Kaufman. <laughs> I was perseverating on a... Other, other comments? It was, it was a great set. There really isn't a lot to talk about, except it was great. I mean... I, I like the joke about um, the pancake, the bubbling pancake. That was very funny. Because I, I started visualizing that, yeah. but I was thinking of an actual cake. Sometimes you do have to turn over a cake, but it was, it was really funny when you, you said you didn't even know what it meant, and I thought it was a new sex act. Yeah. It is now. It is now. <laughs> We're going to do the pancake later. Everybody put your hands together for Matthew Banks. <laughs> I met a guy once, and he showed me his tattoo, and it was of pancakes on his ankle, but it said Pam Cakes, and he said that we should be together forever, and I ran away because he did not buy me a beer. Your next comedian. Oh, what a funny yeah. lady. <laughs> she is. Clap your hands wildly for Crystal Nelson. Hello. Um, thanks, Pam. Hi, guys. This is my first time here. I'm really excited. I made it all the way out from Oakland. <laughs> my house. I made it all the way out of my house and they here. Um, I have this joke. Okay, so uh, I <laughs> I don't want to like start it that way and then I didn't. Fuck, whatever. Alright, rewind. Do over. Um, it's Martin Luther King Day uh, and also there's all these like sexual assault victims coming forward, right? And uh, so, like, in lieu of that, I want to dedicate this next joke to them. Uh, I'd rather talk about something a little bit light and more fun, like um, prejudice and molestation. <laughs> Yay! Uh, so, when I was 11, I was molested by a Mexican field worker. Uh, he picked strawberries. Some people say that's what his field was. Um... <laughs> Stupid. Uh, it, it, it gave me like a prejudice that I carried with me for like almost two decades. And I recently had to sit down and look at that and like I laid it on the table. I got over my prejudice. It was like really, um, you know, daunting. I didn't even realize that I got the prejudice like from that situation. Uh, but then I recently like looked at it and I was like, man, I got to get over this. And like, wow, that's where it came from. Like, you know, whatever. I worked through it. I'm a better person for it. You know, thank you. And um, I, the thing that gets me about it though, is that for, you carry a prejudice like that for so long and it inhibits you, like your life experiences. Like my life experiences could have been so much more had I not, for like the last 20 years, hated fucking strawberries. Yeah. Wow, that did better than I thought it was gonna do. I need a lot of feedback on that joke, by the way. That's why I'm here with it. Uh, so, um, whatever. I got like one more, I guess. Um, I was watching TV the other night, and a uh, commercial was on for eHarmony, like online dating. And um, the girl in the commercial was kind of like talking about her profile, I guess. And she was like, Hi, I'm Chloe, and I like to have fun. And I was like, Really? That's it. Me too. <laughs> so I guess we matched. I don't know. I don't really get online dating. I don't have issues meeting people. 
So like, I mean, before you guys get all must be nice, well, it is, and also I have other issues, okay? Like, I drink too much, and I'm depressed all the time, and I do a lot of drugs, and I'm a workaholic, and I have daddy issues and mommy issues, and I like dogs too much. That <laughs> came out wrong. Uh, anyway, thank you guys so much. <laughs> Crystal Nelson, everybody. Your first time here at Mutiny Radio. Just so you know in the future, when you hear the horn, it means you have a minute. Yeah, yeah. So you can... I didn't have anything else to oh, say. Oh, okay. Oh, that's great then. <laughs> All right. That's great. Um, I loved the whole field jokes and that, that you hate that you hate strawberries that changed your life I didn't expect that it was unexpected so that's why I laughed so hard because I was like oh that circumvents my initial concept of what she was going to say so yay um, I when you said that what I heard was he picked strawberries and me which I don't know if that's your sense of humor but that's like a Sarah Silverman style joke but that's a good one I'm really uh, glad to hear your story of, of overcoming it was really inspiring because we all know it would be a pity if you were to hate strawberry fields forever. Ah! Oh, shit! I don't get, I don't get online. Sing! That's right. I, I don't, I'm just going to keep laughing at the previous comment. I don't like online dating uh, because I'm, I'm, I can meet people at homeless shelters or will like end that with a joke like yeah, insert yeah. whatever yeah thank you I like that cool awesome you guys are tight that was awesome yay Crystal You're, we are in a female rock block right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, clap your hands for your next comedian, very funny lady, Judith Silverstein. So I do not want to talk to Siri or Alexa or any of those bitches. <laughs> now, if... Um, you know, they, they have these, uh, these uh, kind of compliant, bland, female sex bot voices. And I do appreciate that that is, a, that is um, comfortable for a lot of people. Uh, but I would like something a little, a little more suited to me. Um, I would like it maybe if uh, it was named, you know, um, Norman or Harold. Um, and I would, I would like it if... Uh, you know, maybe uh, when I asked it to do something, maybe it would give me just uh, give me a little bit of lip, you know, because uh, it kind of makes me nervous having this, uh, this sort of sex bot secretary in my house that's listening to everything I buy. Okay, well, I'm working on that one. But uh, so uh, it is Martin Luther King Day, and um, I think it's very important that we have that as a national holiday, um, even though um, uh, white people have, uh, to some extent, made a travesty of it. Um, because um, even though we are uh, constantly telling other people um, how um, important education is, uh, we are uh, kind of uh, flunking uh, the subject, the history, subject of history. Oh, I just mangled that joke. Let's move along to another joke. Um, 
like uh, like most whites, um, I prefer not to be referred to as white. Um, I I, I want to be known as my uh, my ethnic subspecies. Um, and I feel actually very safe talking about this since all the all the black people except for one have left the room, which is which is awesome. So. Um, <laughs> But, so my my subspecies of white is uh, that I'm Jewish. Uh, I am a, I'm a Jew. That itself, uh, you caught, probably caught my name, Judith Silverstein, or Jewish Silverstein, as my uh, ex-roommate used to call me. Um, but uh, white people, we don't have good memories either. <laughs> but you know, um, I, since uh, since the election, uh, I have been uh, really uh, kind of hewing to my tribal identification even more than before, uh, because. Um, uh, you know, uh, that was uh, after I looked and saw how the other white people voted. Uh, I, I went, uh, I kind of went, got uh, got very Jewish. I sprouted a long beard and payos and the beanie and everything because uh, we voted 70% uh, to, you know, Hillary to 30%. And uh, I'm a Jew, so I thought that was a better deal. <laughs> Uh, so, and um, I want to take you out on a little bit of a more of a serious note, though, about um, MLK Day, because um, since Charlottesville, um, this uh, business of my Jewish identity has really been kind of bubbling to the surface for me. And thank you. And um, uh, and then when I hear a horn, I think uh, that's like what I have on my head. Uh, no, uh, this business of my Jewish identity. Um, and I've uh, I've really had to uh, change the way I think about things. And one of the things I do now is that I only hang out with black and brown people. I only hang out with black and brown people since Charlottesville and the Nazis and everything. Um, and the reason I do that um, is not for security or protection or solidarity. Um, it's because black and brown people are the only people that I can be absolutely sure will think I'm white. <laughs> so, all right, guys. Thanks a lot. That's my time. Judith Silverstein! Yay! Yay! Wait, you got to stay up there, darling. Stay up there. Stay up there. Get back up there. There you go. There you go. Uh, I would bring, instead of coming out so hard with bitches as that first punchline, I would make it sex bot bitches. When you say talking yeah. to Siri or Alexa, those sex bot bitches, I bring it out. Rather than having bitch be your punchline, sex bot comes later. But I think that that's the better punchline yep. is that it's sex bot bitches or like something, something cunts or, but it's, it's not just the word that makes it funny, but it's, it's, the, you're, you're implanting the concept of what you're saying in that first punchline instead of just throwing bitches out. Do you see? Yeah. Sex bot is clearer where I'm going. And, totally, and totally. sex bot bitches has a little alliteration. It could be fun. You bring it up anyways later, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then you said, and then your punchline on, they listen to everything I buy, which is a great punchline, but it's, you can easily delve in. What are you, what are you buying that, that they're judging you for? Yeah, totally. Like I series. cut that out for time. Okay. But oh, totally, yeah, but no, totally. I mean, that's funny stuff. Like, what do you buy tampons and pickles? Like, what are you buying that they're going to judge you for? Like, I, yeah, there's gotta totally. be something funny there. And, um, get to better deal with the Jew thing. Get to that way quick. You set it up for like the time that you could have put in listing all the weird things you buy, you put into this better deal joke. And it was like, it's like a one liner that you made 45 seconds. So I just get to 70%, 30%. Totally better deal. I'm a Jew. Blah, blah, blah. 
and horns on the head. Old school reference. Holy fuck. I don't even think people know that anymore as we used to say that Jews have oh, horns on got, their heads. Guys, it's... Yeah. It's, 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 old school racism. Love it. Great. Great. Bring it it's back. It's back in fashion, you guys. You yeah. gotta learn your Jew stereotypes. It's Own back. that old school racism. Love it. Those are excellent comments. Thank my, you. My name is Judith Silverstein. My friends call me Jewish. Good rhythm. Yeah. Good rhythm. Um, I like the Norm and Harold, Norm, Norman, Norman Harold or whatever the names instead of, of Siri. Your, yeah, yeah, instead of Siri and Alexa. Um, I like the bit about giving you lip. Uh, it would be tight to hear a banter between you and them, like. Um, Hey Norm, can you check pull up my email or something or play this song? And he's like, whatever it may be, like some. Yeah. He mansplains something to you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yep. Like, Norm is like, well, Stone Temple Pilots is actually. <laughs> or maybe one of them is actually like a gay man, but you didn't like put that in there until you did the the accent. He's all bitchy and cunty or something. <laughs> I had a thing where I wanted him to have a Brooklyn accent like Bernie Sanders, and I would be like, um, hey, um, Norman, what is the best uh, health care system, uh, single payer? But I can't do accents, so I, I got rid of that. Yeah, I think if, if you do the banter, um, uh, one thing that would be fun is if you asked him to do something and he's just like, you know what, you would do that way better than I would anyways. <laughs> this, um, that's a thing that guys will do to get out of cleaning is they'll just say, never mind, it's not funny, that's okay. Oh, no, I got it, I got it, I got Good it. Night. Thank you. Gender banter. Gender <laughs> banter. Should I leave now? Yeah, but no, but and you could have you could have Norm say something at the end like, "I don't care where the fuck you're going, make me a sandwich." Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, what oh yeah, that? yeah, yeah. Right, like he he gets misogynistic on you. He's like, I <laughs> yeah, totally. I had a thing about there's a there's actually uh, um, there is a man now. He has a British accent. It's being tested. Um, and I had a thing about how I didn't want that because I was afraid he would start giving me orders because of the British Empire. <laughs> Okay. Well, and, and something to note, you can actually have Snoop Dogg be the voice of your GPS. So that kind of exists. Like of having famous people be your GPS people. It, that's just a weird thing. It started, to, yeah, totally, totally. I, wanted, I want Bob Dylan to be mine. Oh, yeah. Oh, you think you can do a boy band? Oh, okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Got to do research. Uh, what well, point of research um, is that uh, in the 1990s they had to change a female GPS to a male GPS on a, on the BMW because the men did not like hearing a, a female voice. This is actually true um, because I guess men don't like taking directions. Um, but that that is that actually happened. The punchline writes itself. Everybody together for Judith Silverstein. Your next comedian, what a funny guy. He now hosts OMG on Tuesday nights. Clap your hands on a wild, slappy-like motion for Boris Shakurko. Thank you. Um, I really uh, I really like walking. It's something I've been enjoying recently. Uh, I actually walked here from, uh, I was on 1st uh, Street, and the cool thing about San Francisco is that like, the streets are numbered, right? So I was on 1st Street, and I was like, this is 21st Street, that's 20 blocks. I could do that. And I got to like 5th Street, and I was like, all right, 16 blocks, I could do that. And I got to like 14th Street, I was like, awesome, 14th, that means seven more blocks. And I got 15th Street, 16th Street, I was like, awesome. And then I got to Mariposa. <laughs> what? 
who planned this city? You know what I mean? Like, that makes no sense. I, uh, I think I'm more of an, uh, I think I'm more of an atheist than a feminist, because if God was accused of sexual assault, I still wouldn't believe it. Um, I don't like that. I don't, I hate myself. Um, I went to a doctor recently because I had these, um, had these, uh, stretch marks, and I, like, didn't know what they were, right? And the doctor was like, you have no reason to worry about those. Those are fine. That just means you're getting bigger, which is, like, fine. You know what I mean? Fine, getting bigger. And then he said, uh, pregnant women get those all the time. It's like, here I was thinking I'm healthy, thinking I have so little in common with pregnant women. But apparently we have the same body type. It's always a compliment. I'm just thinking. I'm not pausing for laughter. Um... Yeah, no, I, uh, my, sometimes people expect me to have an accent because my name is Boris and growing up I, um, I actually didn't have an accent but I was always, uh, I was always told that I, like, I was made fun of for having an accent but it was from, like, all the other Russian people in my community who thought I had an English accent and they all talked like fucking like hello. Like I was like, I'm, I'm speaking correctly. Cause the thing is like in America, like if you have an accent, some people will not be very nice to you. Um, I don't know. I can't, yeah, that's not going anywhere. I don't know. It, it is weird. Like, um, when I was four years old, my parents decided, uh, to move to America and I didn't really have much going on at the time. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna come with, but <laughs> When, like, when I asked my parents, like, why we moved here, and they were like, you know, things like the bread lines, they were crazy. Like, that's insane to even think of in today's America. But it's actually not that crazy, because if you go to Tartine on, on Sunday, it's like, that is, that is, that honey brioche is worth it, but... Yeah, I don't know. Communism's interesting. I think a lot of people say a lot of negative things about communism. Like, it's weird because there's such different standards, you know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, my name is Boris, so sometimes people say, like, make some comment about, like, being a communist or something. And I'm like, well, my dad's kind of, like, a communist. My grandfather, like, was a real communist in Russia, and to be a communist in San Francisco is very different. Here, if you want, like, affordable health care, people are like, oh, you're fucking... Ugh. You vote for Bernie, you're a communist. You're not a communist till you're, like, exiled. Like, that is the most... Okay. Um, no, it's important to be, uh, it's important to be educated. I, uh, I think it's, a, I think it's awesome that weed is legal now, but, uh, I wish that people could get as excited as they were voting for, to legalize weed, I wish people could get that excited for maybe literally any other political issue. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many that have a bigger impact than what you're doing on Sunday morning. There's so many different types of impacts you can have. Um, I just don't think weed is that important. A lot of my friends started smoking weed very young in San Francisco. Like, that was a big thing growing up. Everyone started smoking weed. Uh, like, 12, 13 or something, and I never agreed with it, because um, I always thought that, like, you should be old enough to have goals before you start abandoning them. Um, all right, that's it for me, guys. Thank you for listening. For Shikurka! Yay! Yay. I have a couple comments. Uh, one, can you speak Russian? I can. Can you make a joke in Russian? 
I can't. It, oh, it would be really funny. That's the disconnect. No, but it would be really fun if you could just speak in Russian and then have some... Just speaking yeah. in Russian would be great. And okay. you could write a ro- joke in Russian and then explain it in some way. Uh, just, I'd like to hear that. Your okay. joke about tartine is bougie as fuck and I love it. Okay. I would do a callback later when you said communist you don't know you're a communist until and then say you've been in a bread line like tartine like everyone in san francisco we're all communists um and you could even do another callback because now everybody's in line for weed so then you sort of went Mm -hmm. into that weed joke and you can bring it back to the communist bread line and be like it's like now waiting in line for weed so but it was very very funny set thank you hello ken did you mean to say uh, if God recused a sexual assault, you still wouldn't believe in him? Because I think that I was trying harder. to figure out like the wording of it. I think that's just a bad, like not a good joke. So it's whatever. But punching, punching, the old naked. Um, something to it, I think you just got. Thank you for the confidence. Um, hey, Boris. Hey. Uh, I something. Oh, stretch marks. Um, I think you should talk about going. When I mean, you said you went to the doctor and you had like something on your side or whatever, yeah. like I think in yeah. the stretch mark should be more the punchline mm-hmm. and describe it as something like, I didn't know what this was. It's mm-hmm. strange. I don't know. I've never seen anything like this. And then like, oh, it's stretch marks, pregnant women. That's funny. Okay. Um, and then something about, I forget, whatever. All good. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys. Clap your hands wildly, Boris Kirkov! My second favorite Russian. My favorite Russian is Gene Feld because he still has his accent and he always has nice pants. You're next. I love it when he says pants. <laughs> so I just, I would just love. Okay, you're next, comedian. Another really great, talented man. You should go to uh, ArdenComedy.com. You should listen to the Night Space every Wednesday from ten to midnight and buy his book on Amazon. What are you doing? High Time Story Time Volumes One and Two, three coming out soon. Hey, you that's not enough. Listen to Coffee and Cannabis. He's so busy and he's so funny. Put your hands together for Arden. Thank you, Pam. Uh, you set the bar so high. Uh, uh, so this is all new stuff. Workshopping. Hooray. Uh, how is it? Uh, so it, don't it, don't think, ladies, that I'm generalizing and hating all of you, but how is it you know, you just intuit the minute we've moved on and forgotten and found that moment of joy where we're just like, ah, oh, I'm so happy today. This is great. To send us some bullshit in a text? Like, are you still mad at me? What? I had forgot until you texted me no. God damn it. Can I just have a life? It's like she knew I was on Tinder swiping right. Ah. Man. But I'm not bitter. I had a whole day planned. I was going to go climbing. And I was going to go do... Well, I still went and did stuff. But I, just, I was sad doing it. That's all. Uh, I talked to a real live girl today while climbing. Yeah. Look at me trying putting myself out there in 2018 where we were so addicted to... You know how many people had their earbuds in today? Oh, my God. While climbing? That's not just silly. That's dangerous, people. Ah, public service announcement. Anyway, uh, my dad, he, he still doesn't get it. 
the, the guy who listens to the comedy station on Sirius XM while driving all day long doesn't get how I want a career in comedy. Right? The guy who said, work isn't what you do. Work is what you do so you can afford to do what you really want to do. Right? And I said, well, I'm doing that, Dad, you know? He goes, well, it's not that you're doing what you want to do that I'm set with. It's just the fact that I spent $160,000 for you to become a broke-ass barista comedian. What the fuck? Oh, and did I mention stoner? Yeah. Uh. You know what I had for dinner today? I, I had a roll of golden Oreos and a glass of milk. That was my dinner today. Ah. Uh. That's how I stay in such great shape. That and the, that and the climbing. That and the climbing. Uh, I, all right, so I tried this bit once before. I completely rewrote it, so here we go. Uh, I, I remember at the eighth grade dance, right? We all have those moments that stick in our head for the rest of our lives, right? And it, it kind of uh, explains a lot, right? So the last dance of the night, last dance of eighth grade, and I got paired up with this girl who didn't want to dance with me, but that's what happens when you have an even number of guys and girls in this grade, right? Somebody's got to get paired up with this guy, right? So she gets paired up with me, and at the end of the day, I, I went to private school, so I can't tell because she's crying her eyes out, and I can't tell is it because school's over and she's not going to see anyone again? Is it because I am the guy she's stuck dancing with? Or is it because her dad was just off, hauled off by the SEC that morning? You know, private school is a bitch. It's very cutthroat. You know, I, I'm, I'm working on that bit. I got to introduce the private school bit part a little earlier, a little better. But, you know, this is the joke workshop for a reason, people. You know, it's what we do here. Anyway, where'd Pam go? Pam, Pam's lost in computer land. How am I doing? Am I, I'm, yeah, there we go. All right. Thank you. I was running out. I only had a few things I wanted to workshop today. I hope you were all taking notes and not just being indifferent, but that's fine. Uh, no, I, I'll end with this. Uh, I, I am doing the coffee and cannabis thing. That's the new uh, podcast. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going from seed to consumer, the whole gambit. And I'm looking for, if anybody knows, a bud and breakfast. Yeah, uh, because I'm willing to go interview them, give them a review, give them a write-up uh, for a free stay for a couple weekdays. You know, that'd be fun. Just me and a whole bunch of weed. Anyway, that's been my time. Get it up for your host, Pam Benjamin. Morning! Yay! Talking about life. Making jokes. Uh, Zach has something to say. Uh, you know, my dad paid $160,000 for me to go to college so that... I could become the lead joint roller at Meta Thrive on 16th and Mission. Just kidding, I'm not the lead. <laughs> I don't know. Get, speci get specific with what you're doing and why that's, you know, kind of... Yeah. Barista art. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Put pot leaves. That would actually be a thing if you could learn how to be a Oh, yeah, I gotta, I gotta look that one up on YouTube. Pot leaf in, the, in your coffee. Yeah. Can. I think you could have shortened up the uh, dad story. Yeah. Because you say, the guy that told me, blah, 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 And it's not that you're doing what you love. Yeah. I feel like you could have gotten to that. Yeah, there's too. more. I, I, th those parts are all f fun. I've got to play with them because they're, I know there are jokes in there because they're, they're all truisms, right? And, and truisms are fun because you can fuck with them. Uh, so, yeah, but no, thank you. Uh, I, I will tighten all these up because yeah, I wrote these today. <laughs> I kind of got an idea real quick from that. Um, maybe within that, 
at some point if it's appropriate or whatever like um dad dad's talking and you know and then he says blah 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 like some gibberish comes out of your mouth like that's what you're hearing yeah Yeah. like and then he was talking about college and this and blah 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 blah, blah. and then some song starts playing in your head or something yeah um and then the other thing i really like i don't i i don't know about the the rock climbing and Mm -hmm. the ex-girlfriend or whatever um the, I talked to a real live girl today. <laughs> that That's just a good line. Yeah. I don't know. It's, keep that somewhere. Awesome. Thank you. I feel like uh, one thing um, I would say is like maybe like try to like with your voice, you know, you can always like um, project at like different volumes. You know what I mean? Mm. So if you mix that up, like I think that can uh, do a lot in terms of like just um, maybe if you're telling like a longer story or whatever or something about... Um, like you were talking about your dad or something. I think I think just like changing like uh, volume and yeah. tone like that can do a lot. Um, but yeah, cool. Clap your hands All in right. a wild slappy like motion for Arden. And check him out on Wednesdays. He always has openings on his show, The Night Space. So if you guys, uh, he writes high time story time. You get to act out silly stories that he writes uh, when he's high. It's a lot of fun. It's a great show. They have like 27,000 downloads a month now. So it's one of our top shows. So get on his show, everybody. It's a lot of fun and there's a lot of people listening. Your next comedian. And this is, I, you guys should know that there's like over 30,000 downloads a month on this show, which I think is insane that people are listening to us practice jokes. I'm like, all right, that's great. You're, uh, yeah, you're next. There she is. She's dressed like Princess Leia today. What a gem. So glad that she's here. Put your hands together for Nicole Kalasich. How are you guys? That's what I thought. Hey, uh, happy MLK Day. Uh, I did not go out and protest or do anything amazing. I'm a little under the weather. I just gave like $20 to the Ella Baker Center for Human Rights and crop dusted my white boyfriend and that's as much as I was able to contribute today. I hope that was enough. Um, Do better next year. Uh, You know, I just went through like months of writing in this notebook and it's like so much garbage. So I just salute all of you for putting in the effort. You can be years into this and just mostly garbage, honestly. Um, So let's talk about Speaking of garbage, let's talk about ghost fucking. Yeah. There's kind of like quite a bit of ghost fucking in in movies, don't you think? Do you remember? Yeah. You're not you're not totally remember. Well the, the first thing that comes to mind is Ghostbusters, right? Do we remember that scene when uh like uh like a sexy like they were like let ooh, let's definitely include a sexy lady ghost floating into the room and non consensually sucking Dan Aykroyd's dick. Does nobody remember that happening? (laughs) You're like, no, not right. And then, yeah, go on. I mean, like, there's so many moments like that in 80s movies. uh, And it made me realize, I can't think of other examples right now. Well, that was, see, that's what I was going to say. I think Patrick Swayze is the only example of a consent getting ghost (laughs) um, that I can actually think of. Uh, Consensual ghost, I should say. Um, but I will focus on that. So weed is legal now. Yes, we've covered that earlier. Weed's legal now, uh, and I'm excited about it. I know most people, especially in the Bay, have been smoking plenty for quite a while, so everyone's like, whatever, already covered that base. 
Uh, I'm still stoked about it. I mean, my cousins, my primos aren't getting arrested anymore, so I think it's cool. What I'm less stoked about are uh, weed PSAs. Have you been hearing those on the air all the time? And they all sound the same. They're all super cheesy. They're just like, hey, I'm hip. I'm cool. I smoke weed from a back pain, from a menstrual cramps, from my mental illness issue. But I would never smoke weed and drive. That's crazy. And it's like, come on. It's been like two seconds that it's been allowable in a state. And we have so little that we're unifying over as a country right now even. So like, why can't we just have this? It's so annoying, right, Boris? We're just trying to fucking enjoy ourselves. Why you got to stress me out so much? We're just trying to get high and drive. Just let me fucking chill out a minute. Uh, it's probably a good time to mention I drive for Lyft. So... <laughs> I look forward to seeing one to four of you after the show for the VIP meet and greet. That's the, that's a that's a joke I do for regular audiences. I don't expect any of you to follow me unless you want to go to another mic. Um, I do drive for a lift, and I normally do a joke about Portland after that, but I don't want to. Uh, so. I don't know if this fits better as in like being some more generally about like seasonal depression or uh, the political climate of the day or anything, but this is like the only line I liked that I wrote in my book, which is like, sometimes it just feels like lately you need a hype man to just get through the day, just to convince yourself to get through the morning, read the news, be a human being. Uh, another observation, let's see. Uh, Martin Luther King Jr., obviously we all know he was like hitting up a lot of prostitutes. Uh, that was the thing. <laughs> and he did a lot of social justice stuff. But, and I feel like I can't talk about this in any other space today, so I'm doing it here. Um, he, had, he hit up a lot of prostitutes. Uh, and I wonder what it would do <laughs> if more men would become invested in racial justice and social justice if they thought it meant society would turn a blind eye to them <laughs> engaging in sex work <laughs> or purchasing sex work. Also, on that note, how the fuck was he so horny still? After all those marches, listening to so many fucking difficult stories, watching people get fucking beat up, straight up murdered in front of brutalized by the cops, and he's like, now I really need my dick sucked. Like, well, who is that horny? <laughs> It's really a perverse question. I don't want to believe he could be like fetishize that drama, but um, I just wonder. I just wonder, guys. Um, that's pretty much it for today. Thanks for indulging me. The Gold Galaxy. Yeah. The only thing I have to say is I just wanted you to act out the hype man. Like, what does your hype man say for oh, you? Oh, yeah? You like, yeah. the whole got a siege. Like, what? Like, I don't know what yeah, the... I don't know either yet. <laughs> if anyone has a, has a thing to throw out, feel free. Looking great without a hairdryer. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> Thank you. You're right. That's a good, that's a good note. <laughs> I'm just marking this. Anything else? I Any? think that could be a seasonal depression joke. You think it's better suited to that? Well, I think it's got more universality because the political scene will eventually change. Right. And you could still write um, anything involving depression. Uh, And then when you said maybe, uh, I don't want to think that he he was fetishizing that, but you know that marches get people hot. 
Uh, really? Marching? I didn't, no, I didn't. marching. You could, Listen, like, I've done a lot of marches. And maybe all those marches and <laughs> fire hoses and dogs, man. Got them hiding at the like. You could turn that into what could have motivated his sex drive. And how you don't want to think about the most negative stuff, but maybe he had a fetish. Yeah, I know. I was like, but who wants to talk about that? I mean, he probably wanted to talk about it. That's probably why I had to hire some people, but... Um, whatever, whatever gets people <laughs> to not nope. kill other people, I'm cool. Um, that's true. You're sure, not that's feel true. People who are getting laid are usually less violent way than people. Yeah, yeah. Right. Way more chill. Yeah. <laughs> That, that's a good call. Like, he, he didn't like kill it was, or hurt anybody. Yeah. Like, but he probably really fucking wanted to. You yeah. know, he's a fucking human. That's true. The other like that's probably that's way cooler. The, like, the low key message he had. Maybe that's the yeah. joke. The low key yeah. message is like everyone just like <laughs> just go get a I'm just gonna leave breadcrumbs. Just, yeah. Just, just fuck a lot of prostitutes. It's like all the prostitutes and you won't want to kill each the other. The Da Vinci Code of MLK. Um, <laughs> the Da Vinci Code of MLK or something. <laughs> the answer I, I to like. Utopia. Um, also, he uh, that I that that's probably a better like route. But an idea that I had was like maybe he was just talking to them, like airing his grievances. Oh ah, yeah. <laughs> like uh, hey, or like playing playing cards or something. Like I just need to take my mind out. Can I just talk to somebody I don't know? Play some cards. Like, I don't think black people were allowed to go. That's not what those FBI recordings had. All <laughs> <laughs> that's for damn sure. Um, but that's very that's a very sweet notion. <laughs> Yeah, no, I I believe that. I have nothing against the sex work. I just just a funny thought. I thought. Or you could make up or quote like a fake statistic for why men who get laid are less violent. Just make up a statistic. That's Actually, not a bad idea. Psychology Today says men who fuck a lot don't fight a lot. You know, or something. Yeah. Some, some, yeah. There might be something we're tying. Well, and you can day. bring it all the way back to the Greek. Lysistrata was a Greek play that yeah. was written where the women withheld sex and they stopped the war, the Trojan War. It was. It's a play that was written in like eight something BC or whatever. Lysistrata. Yeah. They they withhold sex and they save the world. They saved and that world. was like 2,000 years ago. So that, I mean, that's do? also how women got the right to vote a lot of the time. Yeah, um, 50% of men are 100% less violent once they've had an orgasm and the rest of them are taking a nap. <laughs> it's probably true for chicks who kill their kids too. That's like the what's the most uh, common murder women make. Tag that. That line right there was great. Wait, wait, what did I say? About that's it. probably true about chicks that kill their kids too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. yeah. Everybody clap well. Just she had a great oh, set. Nicole Gallagher. Oh. Uh, also, really quick, I just want to say that I sent a picture of me. Well, my, you're my boyfriend's student, and, yeah. and he just wrote back. I sent a picture of us uh, together. He said, "Don't get me fired." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. She hangs out with smart people too. Uh, yeah, Nicole Gallagher. Yay. Your next comedian, another funny guy. You're going to love him. He has a PhD. So many smart people in the room tonight. Uh, clap your hands in a wild slappy-like motion for Zach Foster. Yo, what's up, radio? So much MLKJ love tonight. He, If he was alive today, he would have been a leader in the Black Lives Matter movement and hashtag me too. All righty. <laughs> Love and hate. Guys, as Pam said, I did just uh, finish my PhD. 
I don't mean to, uh, I posted my dissertation on Facebook. I don't mean to brag, but I got three likes and one share from my mom. I'm going viral in West Bloomfield, Michigan. Next day, I uh, shared a photo of artisanal kale shavings. 59 likes. I'm going to switch careers to high-end leaf ornamentation. My dissertation was an an etymological study of the word Palestine. Yeah, that's right. My advisor was like, a whole word? You don't have to narrow that down. I was like, but it's only got nine letters. Actually, used to have ten, but Israel stole one. Spent some time in Israel. A lot of steins over there. Goldstein, Finkelstein, Greenstein, right from the back. (laughs) Somehow they couldn't make any room for Palestine. (laughs) That joke was for, um, um, yeah, um, Palestine. Israel was, Israel was like, um, yeah, um, we're not, uh, gonna be, <laughs> we're not gonna remember the rest of this material, are we, today? <laughs> um, uh, Pal- Palestine was kind of like, um, uh, the, the, I see why we are losing this war. The Jews, they are too witty. (laughs) Works better if you remember the joke. Um, Feels we were talking about my research on stage. Like, I don't want to pigeonhole myself as just another Palestine theft etymology historian comic. (laughs) Um, I I, I don't, uh, I don't, don't have kids. Um, Like, the planet doesn't need any more kids. You don't believe me? I just told you I have a PhD, motherfucker. No, it um doesn't need like like you want to reduce you want to reduce your carbon footprint. It's like tickle seventeen kids to death. Okay, fine, it's a bit extreme. Like start with three. They won't even like just sneak up on them, start tickling them. They won't even know what happened until they die. People with kids get special treatment in society. Yeah, they do. It's like you get paid leave because you made a terrible life decision. No, I never got paid leave when I overindulge in artisanal cocaine shavings. Um. All right, I'm done. Thank you. Suggestions. I would say uh, if you, when you say you don't have kids, like, could you just tell everybody that you look like a child? Like that being one of the main, like, I don't have kids because uh, I still am one, or because yeah, something. Mustache. I mean, a kid, you know, like something about that. But like, seriously, you look like 19, maybe. Uh, anyway. Yes. Uh, 
Palestine and the politics. I want to hear more about sort of the personal side for you. Like, are you Palestinian? Are you Jewish? What's your, because political stuff, you know, so people get divided right away and it's, it helps to break the ice a little bit if we know where you're coming from. I mean, and you do look so, yeah, I, I think it's, I would plan that whole like, you look so young, how do you possibly have a PhD? How could anybody actually, you, what do you think, you're gonna be a professor? Like anyone's gonna listen to you? You look like you're 12, you're like Doogie Hauser of professors, right? Like you like, you just, what do you do? You get up in front, you're like, hey, everybody, they're like, who, who's, where's the professor? Do you have to wear a tweed or some certain outfit, like glasses and a, I don't know. Cool. Clap your hands together, everybody, Zach Foster! <laughs> so hard you know it's it's got to be you must feel just like a woman no one ever takes you seriously right it's like they're like you're a woman you have a phd that's impossible no it's uh that's i would maybe make a connection there too just that uh no one listens to you when you look like a child yay your next comedian she also looks like a child yeah. she does you do she's great and i love it when she wears um this really pretty like sparkle teal eyeshadow or this gold stuff you wear too i love it Reminds me of junior high. Put your hands together, everybody, for Alyssa Westerlund. Um, so I want to talk about my mom. She's a really cool lady. Uh, uh, some of you guys know when I got my, uh, I don't know, a lot of ladies, when they got their first period, nobody did anything for them, right? Like nobody threw them a party or bought them a pound of chocolate. They just got the shame. Uh, my mom was really cool. She wanted to do something special for me, so she gave me mushrooms. Um, <laughs> And I know you're thinking, wow, that's so cool, right? Your mom gave you mushrooms. She sounds rad. But would you give your 13-year-old daughter mushrooms? No! <laughs> oh, my fuck. Yeah, you're not fucking crazy. Anyway, um, so mom, I, ca I call her uh, once a week because I don't want her to kill herself. Um, and, you know, the other day I was kind of having a shitty day when we talked, and I just said, you know, mom, I'm... I'm having a bad day. And she goes, no, honey, you're not having a bad day. You're just learning that the world is evil. Um, my mom is great, though. She's an astrologer. And um, I used to have this really bad bit about how my mom was an anal astrologer, because she is really anal. Like, everything's to the minute, right, to the degree. Everything's very. Uh, and then so she found my notebook, and she saw this tag, anal astrologer. and. And she got really offended, right? She was like, what? Anal? Anal? And then she was like, actually, you know what, Alyssa? I am an anal astrologer because I like a tight aspect. <laughs> so we got her drunk the next night and uh, really drunk. And she was talking about how, you know, she's not a shocker master. She's not a shocker master. She's not. I'm not a shocker master. You guys, I really, I'm not but I fucked the master. I had no idea my mom was into BDSM, you guys. Like, no fucking idea. But the fact that she's actually like trying to write the jokes for me, like, cause she's always been really intimidated by what I say about her on stage. Like, she still swears she didn't give me mushrooms when I was 13. Um, it's a true story. And so she was like, you know, if I write my jokes about me for you, and I'm like, mom, I think you just keep talking and... Uh, don't even, don't even <laughs> write the jokes. But no, one of the first jokes she ever told me, um, she said to me, she said, I mean, she's got such a great sense of humor, you know? She said to me, uh, honey, if I had had sex with your father before I married him, you never would have been born. 
Um, so <laughs> that was her reason that I should fuck as many guys as I can in my 20s. Uh, dude, <laughs> you got you gotta fuck before marriage, honey. You gotta fuck before marriage, otherwise you could end up with someone like him. Um, and uh, let's see, what do we want to talk about? I wrote all this stuff down because I want to talk about consent tonight. We're all talking about consent. About this lady today, with the, the, the fake lady, the, the fake lady with the fake name. She's not even a real person yet. Um, you know, it was kind of funny. I was reading the thing that she said, you know, and she said, uh, she said, you, you didn't listen to my nonverbal cues. You didn't listen to my, I'm like, okay, well, that's great. Because, you know, like nonverbal cues just mean I want a treat and dog. It's all they mean, right? Like, just say no, ladies. Just say no. Like, Nancy Reagan gave it to us. We can keep it, right? Just say no. Like, when in doubt, sound it out. In, oh. Um, anyway, I'm just getting pissed about this shit because it's like uh, sexual harassment, like with Louis C.K., same deal. You know, if some guy dicks his, you know, whips his dick out in front of you, you, uh, you ask him to get a room or you stab him. Okay, like there's not a lot of, I don't know where all the confusion is coming from when all of a sudden we turn into little pussies. I'm sorry, you can't be helpless and be a powerful feminist, you fucking cunts. Anyway, you're making it hard for the rest of us who were actually raped. Um, <laughs> thanks, guys. Thank you. Rape is a punchline. I love Alyssa Westerlin. Yay. Um... I feel uh, I actually used to have nonverbal cues with my dog, so he knew the difference between speak, which was this with the hand, and whisper, which is this, which you could do the same thing. You can actually be like, here's a nonverbal cue. This is speak, and this is whisper, and women aren't supposed to do either. Shut the fuck up and get that dick back in your mouth. You know what I'm saying? Okay, yeah. Like, but, the, but there are, do like some dog cues, because there's a bunch of them you could do. Yep. Go around or whatever. That's, yeah. That, you're very funny, though, Alyssa. I love that you're so edgy. <laughs> Oh, thank you. <laughs> Soft. Yeah, I was just going to say, just like, you're the only person in this room who can end their set with actually raped and not have me die of uncomfortability. So. <laughs> well, that's because I processed it. Yeah. You know, like, okay. I've been, I, I, I've been, that. I've been in therapy, man. Okay. <laughs> me too. Me too. We should go sometime. Um, but yeah, I don't have advice. That was fucking dope. For couples therapy or group therapy. Um, gender I love therapy. all of your mom stuff. I have a fucked up mom, too. Yeah. <laughs> that shit was all funny. Um, also, at the... the <laughs> the astrology anal astrologer and all this um i like the bit uh the opener about like being on your period and you're 13 like you get your first period and your mom gives you mushrooms i kept thinking for like a f little while after that in my head like something about being on mushrooms also on your period for the first time bleeding like, and high yeah, yeah and high but like and you've never had that experience I before I just drew it on so feet. now you have yeah just start running around like a wild Indian like like native person just like ah fucking crazy that's pretty much what I did because she fell asleep <laughs> so yeah I should t I've been thinking about adding to that that's an old joke I just wanted to intro her somehow She's already doing it. I wanted you to really draw that out. You went like you went right over it. I think that's hysterical. Just stop there. Yeah, be like, yeah, my mom wants to help me write her own jokes about her for me, and I'm like, no, if you could just keep talking. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes. Yeah. Did your mother give you mushrooms before or after she provided with you sanitary pads or tampons? 
She made sure I had all the necessary stuff. She's not a fucking like, idiot. Oh, she, she gave you mushrooms, and that was it. Okay, mushrooms. We'll plug it up. I guess. So I should. Yeah. No. I mean. No. I mean. So do I need like a pad? And she's like, here, have some mushrooms. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you'll figure it out. Yeah. I guess. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No. She. I definitely had all the things I needed. Like it. W- like people who buy mushrooms don't. You know. Necessarily live in the woods without paper products. You know. Like they're not necessary. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I should say something about the fact that. When I got my first period, my mom gave me pads and mushrooms. She said tampons would kill me or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there we go. <laughs> Clap your hands together. Well, mushrooms are dry, so they would absorb stuff. But uh, everybody clap your hands for Alyssa Westerland. All right, that ends the uh, comment portion of tonight's show, but we have eight more comics, and they're just going to do four minutes apiece. we got to keep it tight so that we have uh, get a chance for everyone to go up. If you want to tell them after they're set, say things to them, but uh, we're just going to laugh at their jokes. Everybody, he is part of the third annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Clap your hands together for Matthew Quirk. I can't just get four minutes of comments. So anyway, um, so uh, where did I want to start today? Uh, so uh, stable genius in the news lately. Yay. Yeah, Trump's taking credit for all the current airline safety, you know, and uh, I think that's kind of delusional, don't you? I mean, if there's one man we could give credit for all the current airline safety, wouldn't it be Osama bin Laden? Yeah, um, but you know, I, I I think you snowflakes are taking a few things too hard. I mean, uh, you're right. I, there were, he, Trump did have a slip of the tongue the other day. It's pronounced Chatole countries. Chatole. It's a political term. It's very so uh, and no big deal. But uh, anybody here been to Haiti? Yeah. Why not? Huh? Yeah. Snowflakes. So, oh, you have any? Damn, burned. Um, but uh, anywho, you know, I think I got to be on Trump's side about that whole thing. I mean, I, for one, feel we should have been using curse words on TV for years now. We should, I mean, grow up already. We curse. Yeah, nailing it. Uh, so anyway, uh, how about that fake fucking bombing in Hawaii? I mean, there's another, like, sign of Trump's genius. I mean, if he was one of of those more, like, presidential presidents, he might have been in the White House or something when that happened, and then we would have been at nuclear war with the atomic power Hawaii. That's a throwback. He was a birther. Hawaii's not America. Come on. Stay with it. Anyway, I got one question for those Hawaiians. Where the fuck were they running? (laughs) I mean, you could fit all the Hawaiian islands in the San Francisco Bay. Did you know that? Of course not. They don't fit there. They're huge, you stupid Americans. Study geography, for Christ's sake. (laughs) Study fucking geography. It's a state. You should know it's big. 
Oh, anywho. So, uh, how about that uh, Aziz Ansari, or as I like to call him, Disease I'm Sorry. Boom. I know, I'm just piling on that poor fuck. But I think it's, you know. So while we're on the subject of like, can we still love their art even though we don't love the artist? I mean, name a fucking famous artist. Just scream it out, audience. Name one. Asshole, another one. Dick, another. Picasso, jerk, right? Mozart, fuck him. Everyone famous who's ever done anything is an asshole. So appreciate their art. Don't worry about what they're like in real life. There's my little. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, before I get off, I want to uh, alert everyone. Did you know they caught the uh, Nigerian scam artist Prince guy? Yeah, it turns out there's some white dude from Louisiana. I mean, we knew we were being scammed. Did you know you're getting catfished too? All right, that's it. That was, I got horned, right? Okay. Matthew Comments, Burke. I forgot. That is, he, is, he knows exactly what four minutes feels like. Yeah! Your next comedian, I am so excited that he's back. Uh, some of you guys are like, blah, 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 we just started comedy. This guy did comedy three years ago, and he came out of nowhere, and he was super hilarious, and we loved him so much. And then he just disappeared. I guess he got a girlfriend or some shit like that. But that's over, and he's fucking back! So clap your hands together for Rolf Scar! Thanks, Pam. I had friends visiting town last week, and it was raining, and they complained. They're like, I thought it never rains in California. I'm like, shut up. We need it. I'm like, for the drought? I'm like, no. To wash the poops and the peas off the sidewalk. This city needs a shower, goddammit, but worse than a hippie on hate street. And uh, they understood. Where was that joke going? Well, I was just thinking about it. If, it. if it doesn't rain on the sidewalks, it'll just accumulate. Be, we would eventually have to shovel just to get to the street. We have to shovel our driveways like the snow. We get buried in it like, uh, remember those people in Pompeii when Vesuvius erupted? They were all frozen forever. It'd be like poop pay here in San Francisco. People could study us in the future and figure out how we lived. All right. That's poop jokes. Poops keep coming. Yeah, I admit, I've been living here long enough that actually... Um, I got used to the poops on the sidewalk, uh, more than used to. I've actually gotten intrigued now. I'm interested. You know, I'm sort of like a poop sleuth, like an urban naturalist. When I see one, I kind of want to know, because each one has a backstory. It's like, where did this come from? How did that get there? And the first thing I do is I start with getting down low and trying to figure out, is that human or animal, you know? Could have been a sick bear, maybe uh had too many tamales. You know, bears tend to be corn intolerant, so it can cause some troubles. Kangaroo, escape from the zoo. Or, for example, if you see a pile that's little pellets, that means it was either a rabbit or a French chick. I don't know if you know that. Uh, French women, they poop a lot like rabbits. I don't know if it's their diet or their, their culture. I don't know why I like that joke. <laughs> but I do. All right. And, uh, hey, the other day I saw... A pile of poop, and it was, uh, it was covered in glitter. And I thought, oh, yeah, here's a mystery I get to figure out. How did that happen to get there in that way? And I found out, you know, the, the glitter was on the outside of the poop, so it wasn't somebody that ate one of those. You know you can do that, right? Eat a, eat a capsule full of glitter, and then you can poop. Yeah, she knows. She's got some. And you can poop it out. 
But it wasn't one of those because it was on the outside. It wasn't intermixed throughout that. So I'm like, okay, so I reconstructed the scene. So someone came along, and what they did was they pooped on the sidewalk. And then they moved along, and then someone else or some other people came along, and they spilled a bunch of glitter everywhere. And then the wind happened, and it blew it all over the sidewalk into the cracks and out of the tree bases and then on top of the poops and it was a fresh poop because it stuck real good and it became a whole new thing it became glitter poop and i thought that's the most san francisco thing that i know of as a matter of fact i'm collecting petitions after the show i want that to be the new symbol of san francisco i want a flag on top of city hall with the poop emoji covered with sprinkles of glitter with rainbow flag behind it smoking weed looking at its phone that would be <laughs> san francisco in a nutshell, I want that to be in the international terminal. When people arrive here from overseas, I want them to say, welcome to San Francisco, glitter poop capital of the nation. Who's going to give us a run for our money? Miami? I don't think so. They have too many storms. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening to that stupid joke. Rolf Scott is glitter shitter. Yay. Maybe you'll get a Twitter and call it glitter shitter. Hooray! Your next comedian. I just like to rhyme. It's San Francisco. Your next comedian. What a lovely human being this is. You know what? I'm so excited tonight because this is like, you guys didn't know it, but there was actually a meeting um, of all the ginger comedians. They were all here tonight and you didn't know they were meeting without you. Uh, clap your hands wildly for Max Eddie. There we go. Uh, I didn't know I was going to be on after you, Rolf, because I, I had... Four minutes of poop jokes all lined up, and now I just have to do this set as the gay comic. So, uh, for the record, I'm bisexual. I'm not gay yet. Uh, um, yeah, being a guy and saying you're bisexual is kind of weird uh, because straight women uh, think you have two sexual preferences, men and men. Uh, but then if you're a bisexual woman, men just think you want to have sex with men and men. It doesn't make any sense. Bi just means you're fucking dudes. I don't get it. Whatever. Uh, that's okay. Um, my friend was actually dating a bisexual woman. Um, and I asked him, like, uh, are you nervous that she would maybe cheat on you with a woman? And he was just like, nah, I'm not worried. She can't replace this. I was like, have you been to a sex shop? <laughs> because they have 1,800 superior replacements for you. Um, and also, like, uh, you know who's going to be better than Craig at finding the clitoris? The 3.5 billion people in the world who have clitorises. Uh, clitori? I'm not... What's the plural there? Um, someone, when we do notes uh, next week, just tell me if that's the right plural. Um... Clits, clits, it's just, it feels, it's clits, ah, I don't know, that's fair, um, uh, clitoris, that's what I like, did you know, okay, this is not, this isn't funny, but I got really high two weeks ago, and I watched a video about the different plurals for octopus, because there's, you can say octopuses, that's totally fine, you can say octopi, totally fine too, there's a third one, it's octopodes. And sober, that's just, you know, an interesting fact. Hi, I watched that video 20 times in a row. <laughs> it was incredible. Uh, <laughs> that was it. Um, yeah, dating, dating life has been kind of weird for me lately. I've been unlucky. You know. uh, for instance, last week I went to this bar with this girl. We were having a great time dancing, kissing. And she tells me, uh, I have to go to the bathroom. 
and she's still in there. <laughs> what do you, like, oh God, I, and I just told her how good at sex I was. <laughs> I gotta get her out of there, man. <laughs> um, actually, that's all I had. Uh, thanks so much, my name's Max Eddie. Max Eddie, everyone! What a champion! Said what he had to say, made us laugh, and got the fuck off the stage. I really was excited, though, tonight. There were four gingers in the house. I feel like it really was a meeting, because Matthew Quirk, Alyssa Westerlin, Max Eddie, and Rolf Scar are all redheads, and I didn't know there were that many redhead comedians. I feel like I should do a show just with you guys on it. I should do a ginger show. Are there? Who are the other ginger comedians? Besides, besides Carrot Top. Uh, Louis C.K. <laughs> oh, Louis C.K., right. Well, he's balding, so I don't even think of that as hair. Your next comedian, what a funny guy this is. You're going to love him. He's, uh, he, it's his first time here, I think. We've, no, second time. Uh, clap your hands together for Tyrone Thomas. All right, what's going on, people? Good. That's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Been having fun. I've been here a few days. I'm from Sacramento. I'm black. I don't know if you could tell, but raised in Sacramento, in the ghetto. So, just got to drop it to you guys. I'm afraid to tell you. I got, I'm just dropping a lot of nigga shit tonight. We're going to, all right. Also, I just found out the real reason why the chicken crossed the road, y'all. It was two niggas chasing with biscuits. <laughs> That's a racist joke. We're talking about myself, though, people. Relax. It's okay to laugh. All right. Anyways, see a lot of strange shit in Sacramento. The other day, I saw a nigga with no toes wearing flip-flops. <laughs> Think about it. I'm like, I couldn't stop looking at his feet. I'm like, damn, I'm looking to see if other people see this dude walking with no shoes, no toes and shit. How are you keeping the flip-flops on? <laughs> he saw me staring at him, right? As he's passing by, he yells at me, what you looking at, nigga? Shit. All right. I got to fight a nigga with no toes right now. <laughs> Anyways. I just, listen, if you guys see this shit, you're going to trip too, right? I mean, think about it. Just got me a new woman. Fuck it, I don't like the bitch neither. I mean, <laughs> y'all ain't <laughs> giving me no doubt here. Nice, nah, cool. It's all right. A little bit. We've been fucking like jackrabbits, though. Y'all know what fucking is, right? Yeah. All right. We all grown. It's all good. But anyways, back to her. Got a little problem. Just... All right. Uh, she's hideous. No, really, though. I mean, like, you ain't really feeling me. She's ugly as hell. All right. She only got seven teeth. I counted. 
However, only one is in her mouth. The rest of them she keep like in a Ziploc bag and shit. It's, it's gross. They're all brown. It's ugly. It's horrible. <laughs> I know this is fucking stupid. But listen, uh, just a side note, right? Real quick. Never, ever get your dick sucked by a bitch with one tooth. It's like a razor. Are you kidding me? It'll cut you. You're walking around miserable. After that, with a cut up dick for like a month. Anyways, I'm ending on a horrible note. <laughs> My name is Tyrone Thomas. Thank you. Good night. Tyrone Thomas, leaving us with a cut dick in our minds. What? Yeah. Your next comedian, she is injured again. I, I feel so terrible for her because of this accident that happened last year. It just won't end. But she's very funny, and I'm glad to see her back. Put your hands together for Madison Dunnett. Yeah, it really is the injury that just keeps on giving. I'm on surgery number two, and hopefully I'll get to do round two of physical therapy, and then I will officially be done. I'm actually an ex-cyborg. I'm, like, recovering from no longer being part metal. It's rough. I just don't feel nearly as tough. Uh, did you guys see what happened in Hawaii? So like for 43 minutes, people thought that the world was going to end and they like, they didn't fuck up their lives nearly as much as I would have expected. Like if I was told I was about to hit by a missile, I would go try heroin. Like first move. And I like, and then I still have like 23 minutes to enjoy it. But, like, these guys, I don't know. I haven't heard any, like, stories coming out of Hawaii of people, like, jumping off of a bridge figuratively or metaphorically or any kind of way. Just, like, there's so many good things to do if you think you're going to die. <laughs> I mean, that's how I feel about it personally. Like, okay, if I was ever diagnosed with, like, a chronic illness or, like, you know, like, uncurable cancer or something, I would totally go on, like, a murder spree of all those athletes who, like, raped women and got away with it. <laughs> like, I feel like with, like, a wig, I could take out at least five or six of them. <laughs> so, look out, Kobe. You better hope I stay healthy. Um... I think that the problem with dick pics is that like you guys aren't trying hard enough. Like, okay, let me let me explain what I've seen of how women take pictures like for selfies. Like, the first picture will never be good enough. Like, write that off, okay? If you don't have at least 29 pictures you've deleted because of bad lighting, you're not putting in enough effort. You know, if you're not looking for some sheets that kind of complement your pubic hair color, you're not putting enough thought in, okay? You know what else you need to start doing? Accessorizing. Like every dick pic should have like a little condom hat, you know, all rolled up to the top, like one of those hats, or sunglasses, or an umbrella. If I could see a dick inside of a dollhouse, like I would appreciate that dick pic. <laughs> I would send it to all my friends with compliments. Um. I think when you go to the hospital, I've been to the hospital a lot lately, see? I have this. Um, and I think every time you go, you should have to take a test. Don't worry, not facts. We, we weren't, it's not gonna be too hard. Just like beliefs, you know? And that should determine what kind of medical care you receive. So like, say, uh, 
you know, you like believe that the earth is flat, like you will be treated by like a bleeding. Well, we will bleed you for days and we will time the bleeding with a sundial because that's the kind of technology you receive if you believe the earth is flat. Or like, you know, if you don't believe in vaccines, that's cool, but like we're gonna have to bring in the leeches. Cause like that's, that's the kind of medical care you received with that level of belief. I do wish though that if you didn't believe in gravity, you could just fly. Like it's just if gravity just only applied if you believed in it, I think it would make the world a much more interesting place. Okay, thanks, I'm Madison. I also believe in your next comedian. He is frantically look, using his legal pad. It's either to get out of jail soon, or he might be going into law, or telling jokes for you right now, everybody. It's Ken Suzuki. Thank you. Oh, thank you, every one of the four or five of you here. I'm glad we have an intimate mutiny radio hour of joke works and sh- Oh my God, I uh, gotta say it, obligatory tribute, happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day, guys. Yeah, pretend you care, yeah, yeah, let's do that. Oh, I gotta say though, I am glad he is dead. I am glad that Martin Luther King is dead now uh, because uh, if he were alive today, you know that those Me Too's would have gotten to him. They would have jumped all over. They went after, he for like touching them, nursing and nursing them. They went after George Bush uh, Sr. They've gotten Stan Lee. They got Bill Cosby at one point, who actually did shit. But they would have jumped all over Martin Luther King. That would have been their prize right there. Although as a male comic, I got to say, I think I'll know I've made it when I have a nationally known sex scandal on the news. Like when I finally had, that's when I'll know when... My sexual assault charges are known. I walked audience. Yes, yes, I did. Because those those me too bitches would have taken him out. Oh, I don't know why he was into all those prostitutes and all that violence. Not violence thing. Non-violent people must get laid more. Oh, it's funny you say that when the entire definition of getting laid now is rape. You didn't listen to my nonverbal cues. Oh yeah, when I was blinking hard and moaning. But I wasn't saying no, that was a that was a no moan. Gotta ask me every thirty seconds. Ah, uh, sex toys. Now they do not make good hand me downs. They just don't. They're like the wands in Harry Potter. Yeah, I'm sure you can pass them down, but that's just sad. That's just desperate and sad. Uh, you know you're getting older. I think you know you're getting older when uh, personality begins to factor into the fuckability of the person you're talking to. <laughs> oh, oh, I remember when I was young, I didn't give a fuck. I was like a cat let loose in an aviary, just pouncing at any chirp. Now I'm like, well, let's have a substantive conversation. I want to know that we share values, and I want to know how you plan on monetizing your Pinterest page. I take you seriously. Uh, The topic of the culinary arts. Can we just start calling coconut oil what it really is? Edible lubricant. There's a lubricant for the calorie conscious and the eco-friendly. There was one more I wanted to do. Shouldn't have got on that Martin Luther King uh, bit for too long. 
Well, no, there's not. But we all know this. Cats are often compared to women. Oh, no, no. Uh, so my wife and I are polyamorous, uh, which means we're unattractive. Uh, which I didn't know that. When I got married, I thought it just meant I would be seeing her and all of her issues for the rest of my life. But no, it apparently means I'm, <laughs> I can, I'm plugged into a network of mediocre, equally mediocre-looking people I can also fuck. <laughs> it's beautiful. Thank you. Ken Suzuki, hooray! Edgy, he wins the prize with Alyssa Westerlin for edgiest comedian. Your next comedian. Uh, second Max of the Night. We're excited. Put your hands together for Max McCann! Hey, hey, all right, what a crowd. Should have gotten here earlier. Um, happy MLK Day, everybody, all two of you. Uh, a, lot, a lot of comics are talking about how his sexual appetite. Surprised it wasn't the I have a wet dream speech. Uh, worth a shot, right? <laughs> uh, I'm excited to be here, kind of. Uh, I'm not big on getting in front of a bunch of people and talking, although this doesn't really qualify as that. <laughs> I, uh, I'm shy. I've always been shy. Uh, I know that I've always been shy because I went to my 10-year high school reunion recently, and I met everybody for the first time <laughs> at a reunion. I didn't like reunite with anybody. It's my 10-year high school reunion. When I left, I was like, hey, nice meeting everybody. We should all get together again sometime, whatever that's called. Uh, people have to like gossip about their stereotypes relative to what they were like in high school. You know, like, ah, oh, the cheerleader, the jock. But I didn't have one. They had to give me one at the reunion. I was, I was the new guy at the reunion. It doesn't even make any sense. Um, a lot of my old classmates are already married, like 28 years old, already married. Um, and the women, like they're not taking their husband's name, which is great. It's a real slap in the face to our male-dominated society. If you ignore the fact that they're just keeping their father's name, I don't you know, it's like, I'm a feminist. I'm keeping my father's name, you know. He knows best, after all. Um, I work here in San Francisco. I work for Fitbit, but I, I don't wear a Fitbit, so that's that's pretty awkward. Uh, working a Fitbit and not wearing a Fitbit's like going to an AA meeting with a keg of beer. Everybody just stares at you disapprovingly, and you're the only one there who isn't tracking how many steps you've taken. That's like you know, 12 steps. I don't know. Um, let's see what else can I. We we get like a lot of paid time off though, which is nice, so I I can go places. Uh, I went to Iceland about a year ago. I, I flew Wow Airlines because it's cheap. So I like looked at the bill and I was like, wow, nice job, guys. I guess, uh, I guess that's why they call it Wow. But when I got to Iceland, I found out they lost my bag. And I was like, wow, good job, guys. I guess, uh, I guess that's why they call it Wow. You got to pronounce it sarcastically. That's really the only airline you can pronounce sarcastically, you know? You can't really be like Southwest. They'd be like, why'd you say it that way? Are you implying that we're a different direction? You're like, well, I am about to fly from LA to DC, whatever direction that is. But it's a round trip flight, so I'm only being half sarcastic. Um, am I about to? <laughs> All right, I, uh, I'll, I'll end there. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Yay! We have one comedian left. Thanks for everybody hanging around. Just for you guys to know, uh, the way it works on Mondays is the first 12 people get comments and then we just do an open mic until the end. And uh, it's 5.45 is when people start getting here. Your last comedian of the night. Clap your hands together for Ziva, the Brooklyn Diva! 
How you doing, San Francisco? God's got a funny sense of humor. He gave me a body like a goddess and a voice like a truck driver. I just moved out here from Brooklyn, New York. So we had to relocate my whole family due to witness protection program. My father had a friend named Big Al. He was a high, <laughs> he was a highly skilled butcher, and I don't mean for meat. Not that you millennium schmucks know what a butcher is. <laughs> you kale eating sweet potato fruit cakes. Uh, I love you guys. I took the fucking bus over here. What the fuck? <laughs> They shouldn't call it the bus, they should call it the frickin' bum transporter. <laughs> so I got on the bum transporter, got a little scared at the people that were on it, so I decided to move away from the bums and the freaks in the back, sat next to a little Asian lady. All of a sudden I smelled something funny, I said, hmm, excuse me lady, what do you got in that bag? She said, oh I got monkey dick and tiger balls. I said, what is that for? She said, longevity. I said, you look 400 years old. How long you fucking wanna live? Does anyone pay for the friggin' bus? I don't pay a friggin' time. <laughs> so I'm also Jewish, another joke God played on me. And I hate freaking Jewish mothers. <laughs> I think they should send them all to frontline, the elite forces, go fight terrorism. Why, do, why would you send gorgeous, young, handsome, fuckable men? Send those Jewish mothers over there, put them in the front of those terrorists, let them start complaining for two minutes. What's that schmata on your head? Why are you wearing schmata? And those terrorists will slice their own fucking throats. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, yay! Ziva the Brooklyn Diva! You guys, we all made it. We all made it together all through the night. Thank you so much for paying attention all night and being awesome. What a great audience. We got through 20 comedians tonight and comments for 12. I'm so happy. Everybody stay tuned for FTW Forever Two Wheels. What a wonderful show that follows us. And uh, come, we have four open mics a week now. So Sundays, four to six is getting sketchy. It's for sketch comedy and improv to work together live. We have Monday nights, six to eight, joke workshop. And Thursday from seven to nine, 10 o'clock if we have enough comedians and Friday 6 to 8 those are our open mics we'll see you guys next time thanks for joining us on Joke Workshop anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and beyond's underground comics it's a great showcase and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for near $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. 
But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> Invite you down to Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, we've got great food by our kitchen counter offer burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll, some of the best local bands in San Francisco, and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m., Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special. A shot of bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open uh, in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shout. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Yeah, it goes down. Come smoke with your boy. Grinder. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. 
Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. Rainbow Grocery, a worker-owned and operated food cooperative located at 1745 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say about Rainbow Grocery. Their bulk section is dope AF. I love their, their variety of cheese and home decor items uh, and this of unique items that you can't find anywhere else. Their cheese section is insane. I love Rainbow Grocery because it's the number one grocery store to shop at when you're having a potluck and need to fulfill everyone's dietary needs. They don't have